Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of the 75th anniversary season. That's game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond. From iconic plays in arenas to the impact players have in communities, that's the NBA, that's game. It's like game five of the NBA Finals where I was lucky enough to be there. Bucks Suns in Milwaukee. I'm sitting kitty corner from Giannis Antetokounmpo as he rises up for that incredible alley-oop. Drew Holiday having stolen the ball from Devin Booker on the other side, found Giannis in transition. Incredible stuff. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game. Welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You're welcome. Cheery holiday greetings to you. And to you, my friend. Uh, this is whatever. What is this? December 8th, yeah. 2020. Yeah. We are the light at the end of the tunnel here in 2020. <laughs> We've all been waiting for this year to be over for what so seems much. like four years. <laughs> and now <laughs> we're within shouting distance and we're doing something our annual insane uh holiday draft this yes year. yes it, you should explain what's going on because this is the, the the as they like to say the biggest and the the best version that we've ever done yeah so we okay so we started this podcast in uh 1973 you right. will remember right that's right and uh, the first few years, we would do a holiday draft just by ourselves. We didn't mm-hmm. need anybody else to, to do this. And then we decided we would add, I don't remember who was in our first sort of- It, it uh, was uh, Spiro Agnew, uh, <laughs> Yasser Arafat. Yasser Arafat, that's right, that's right. And one of the guys from ABBA. Those, <laughs> was that was those, the first it was, holiday. Those were the first ones. And we'll, oh, that was a great draft. It was great. Way. Yeah, we did. Bacon. We did. Uh, we drafted fun things to do in gas lines. <laughs> Bacon won. So. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've we've done this several times since then with a bunch of people. And of course, uh, every year we add people to this. I don't know why. I don't, first of all, I don't know why anybody would do it. It's I don't unclear. really. It's unclear why anybody else would do it. But every year we have added people to this list. And this year. Uh, we have by far our largest ever uh, draft. We have um, eight people what, in the draft. Eight. If what if what you were looking for was was more and longer, uh, you've come to the right place. Yeah, that's what that's what we deliver. That's that is that is our specialty. Eight people and a ninth person who is uh, who is drafting, I guess, uh, digitally. Uh, right. So we have it's a nine person draft, which is the stupidest. This is just it's dumb. Next we're, year we cut everybody out. To be clear, we're doing three picks, right? Three we do, picks. We each yes. do three picks because yes. nine times five would be uh, would be a four hour podcast. So we're doing we're going <laughs> to do is three nine picks. Times three. That's a four and a half. <laughs> that's hour a two and a half hour podcast. <laughs> uh, it just for just to re- to remind some of you if you if you've listened to past. Um, a holiday draft podcast. There have been some highlights. Yes, uh, we drafted. Um, a, was it last year we did we did holiday songs? Was that last year or two years ago? Last year we did. No, I think 
that might be three years ago. Is it really? I think so. Holiday Songs was the was the uh, classic TSO pick by Brandon. That's right. Brandon right? McCarthy chose as his number one pick <laughs> uh, the Trans Siberian Orchestra, whatever that song, Christmas what is in Sarajevo. That song? And yeah, it was Christmas in Sarajevo. Christmas and we, in Sarajevo. And then we talked about we essentially found out that's not even only. The name. We, <laughs> That's right. And we talked about essentially only that for an hour and a half. That, right, was the, right. that was the highlight of that one. And then we did holiday characters where Linda came up with characters she decided she was going to destroy the world with. It was like her whole plan yeah. was to create a war with her Christmas uh, characters. Right. And uh, and, so and also Alan one. and Alan Seppenwald chose <laughs> chose Phil from Groundhog Day. That's right. For holiday characters. For holiday That's characters right. in December, a draft in December, <laughs> we he chose uh, Groundhog Day. And then oh, and then the 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 one last year was another Brandon McCarthy special <laughs> because food. it was it was food and he chose Duck a la Rage. <laughs> As with the first number, pick again, the with the first, first pick, the first <laughs> overall pick in the draft was Duck Alarange. Duck Alarange, yeah. And that, that draft just kept getting more and more absurd. So, so we have no idea what we're going to get out of this year's draft. But uh, one special thing we're going to do with this year's draft is, uh, in the past, there have been some—I uh, don't want to say complaints, but uh, uh, there have been people who felt like the the process was not fair in the drafting order. Uh, so this year I am actually going to draft, pull the draft order while we're doing this. So this is very, very exciting new thing. And I figured the way we do it, we just, uh, we just start drafting and introduce people as we go. Right. I, I don't, oh, think all right. we have time. You don't want to, you don't want to, you want to do a rundown of, we should let everybody say hello. All right. Let's let everybody say hello. Let's start with, uh, uh, the delightful, uh, and, uh, and I think, po what do we call her? Podcast special correspondent or something? Is that right? <laughs> sure. Linda Holmes. Linda, welcome. Hi, Joe. Good to be here, as uh, always, again for another round. It's, it's you've been you've been here since the beginning. You you have been a part of this thing from the very start. I was. I was one of the original go on for three well, hours. About I mean, after thing. the Spiro Agnew one, right? But yeah, was, that was the first. So after that, it was that after. Right. after yeah, Agnew. I came in right after Spiro Agnew <laughs> and before before Brandon. That's right. That's right. Uh, all right. So uh, welcome, Alan Seppenwall. Alan, uh, you're you're. You know, you, you've developed like a whole uh, audience of like people who love you, uh, your drafts. They, like you have become, there's like a whole, there's like a Seppenwall group of people that just appreciate the way you wreck our draft every year. Look, I'm just giving the people what they want, Joe. It is. That's what you do. <laughs> that is just what you do. Uh, <laughs> trolls, trolls can become very popular. It's not surprising. Internet trolls have a lot of followers. As as I've told Linda earlier today, I have multiple plans for this draft, and which one I deploy depends basically on how mean you guys are to me over the next oh, few well, minutes. It's, it's going. It's going to get mean. Uh, Brandon, Brandon McCarthy uh, is with us. Brandon, another uh, very, very popular uh, pick uh, guy. Brandon, how are you? Good, Joe. How are you guys? We're, you know, we're doing okay. You, I, I'm. Uh, it's not. It's not exaggerating to say I'm. I'm on pins and needles, wondering what you're going to do today. I, I really like. I. I. I feel like this could go. More even than Seppenwall, I feel like this could go any number of a thousand yeah. unexpected directions. And by the way, let's introduce our next guest who the same thing, he only has one data point here, but the same thing would definitely apply to Jason Kander, who who was like the <laughs> wildest of wild cards in the one draft that he's been in so far. Jason, what do you have planned here? Well, honestly, um, I kind of feel like having me and Alan here both is a little redundant. 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but I'm very honored to be here, and I can only say that in the uh, sort of preamble where you mentioned Alan's previous move on Groundhog Day, I had to change my ranking for today because I don't want to be unoriginal. But I definitely was going to go pretty liberal with my interpretation of holiday movies. Oh, I, I suspect. Listen, I suspect that you're not alone in that. You're, you're, there's a, there's going to be the 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 whole point of this is we set the parameters deliberately loosely so that people like you and Seppenwall and Brandon can 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 uh, can deviate. Okay, well then I'm I'm going back and re-editing and re-entering some things <laughs> now that I know this is kosher, so to speak. We we uh, Jason's Jason's picks and the one time he has done the draft before are still legendary, right? They're still, still reverberating through the annals, yeah. <laughs> I believe we did uh, American rock stars and I took the approach of building a team that would be very valuable for uh, movie soundtracks. I think that was my approach. I, it, yeah, you it chose was, Kenny Loggins. Let's just get right to it. You, you chose damn Kenny. right I did. You're damn right I did. I stand by it. I also chose Chris Gaines, but we yeah, don't Chris have to Gaines, redo the whole thing. Chris Gaines was the one. <laughs> and it was great because he chose Chris Gaines because he thought it was like a sly way to get uh, to get Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks right? who is not a rock star, who's not a rock star. <laughs> it was a money ball move, I will admit. It was a value pick, market uh, inefficiency. Nick Offerman is with us. Nick, welcome. Oh, Nick's on mute a little bit. Thank you. I'm a, a professional performer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an industry professional. Yeah. So yeah. true. So true. I don't think we're going to get to see the video of this, or you will get to see the video of this. I don't know if Marissa, our producer, is going to be able to play around with it. But uh, at this very moment, Mike Shore wearing a Christmas sweater with Nick Offerman on it. Just delightful. Just a delightful we sweater. We should take a still, maybe, and put it up on the, uh, yeah, on the yeah. or something. Yeah, Marissa will handle. Marissa, you know, Marissa's a <laughs> genius. Another another original, I believe, Mike Desenzo. You were in the, you were in the original That's cast, right. correct? Absolutely. Welcome, Mike. Mike, I'm so excited. I so so we we just found out that you are uh, you know you you're, you you do lots of stuff. You're flying around. You just went viral on Twitter with your uh, with your characters. I, I, what? Go ahead, explain it. It was, it was a thread of what the how the Gilmore Girls characters would react or respond to the pandemic, and I appreciate Linda and Alan. I saw you guys tweeting out about it so i i appreciate that yeah. it, it, we've been hearing for a long time now that uh that shakespeare wrote king lear during the plague and <laughs> this people was have been wondering yeah. what who was gonna who was gonna match that i did it. achievement i think you did it congratulations <laughs> it's a joy joy uh, all right and then uh and then last and certainly uh most important uh a newbie uh ellen adair is with us ellen welcome Yay! I'm so glad to be here. I feel oh. very, very honored to have been invited to the holiday draft. As well, you should. <laughs> it's really, it's really, really. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a rare honor only achievable by, by anyone who has know. ever appeared on the podcast, <laughs> or or just happened to be walking by yeah. at the at the time that we were doing it. No, Ellen, it's awesome. Are you excited? Are you are you are have you prepared? Are you ready for this draft? No. I'm, I'm definitely not ready for this draft in the least for a number of reasons. Uh, number one, my life has not prepared me for this draft right. uh, because I did not have a television until 2010 and was sort of reckoning up how many holiday movies I had seen up until that point. And I think I had only seen four and a half holiday movies. What, what was the half? 
Well, I had seen both A Muppet Christmas Carol, and I had also seen some version of A Christmas Carol when I was very, (laughs) very young. And all that I remember from it was that in this version of A Christmas Carol, when Scrooge sort of goes into the grave, he then goes to hell. There's like okay. a m- moment when he's in a in a sort of a pulsating red room and it truly terrified me because also it's sort of conjunction with the giant heart at the Benjamin Franklin Institute that was the most terrifying thing that I could think of as a small child. I was terrified of that wow. heart exhibit. So yes, it was very scary to me. And that's all that I remember about that movie. And so since I feel like I, oh, I'm up at Christmas Carol was also one of them. I didn't feel like it was fair to count that as two. So anyway, <laughs> well, I, that, that seems like two different ones, but that's okay. We'll, well then we'll... five, if you're going to be charitable, I had seen five <laughs> holiday movies. So it's, you know, neither of my parents have television still. Like watching holiday movies is not part of a holiday tradition for me. So I have tried to do my homework. Um, however, my computer is totally frozen. Um, it still thinks that it's three o'clock. So I can't access the the notes that I had <laughs> created of movies that exist, even movies that I hadn't seen. Uh, so Ellen, it's Ellen, going to be a disaster. Y- y- you're fitting in perfectly. Yeah, this exactly. Is all, <laughs> this is exactly you. You are you're right on the money in terms of what should be happening right now. You, great, you, great. Just relax. Everything's going to be great. It's going to be great. I just want to play my part. You, 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 as as you will. There's no doubt. And uh, and unfortunately, Megan Amram uh, is is for the second actually second consecutive year unable to join us uh, live. She is uh, unfortunately under the weather, but she has sent in her picks. Uh, which I will make for for her. So, uh, so I just say we get going. Let's let's just do this. I'm going to go here. And guys, let's try to keep this to a tight 300 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what we can do. All right. So here we go. So so I am taking uh, the the first pick in the draft. Oh, look at this! Right off the bat, newcomer Jason Kander with the first pick in the Christmas holiday movie draft. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be Top pick, Gun. It's going to be Top Gun. He's going. You're top gun, so though. close. I'm going Independence Day. Yes. yes. <laughs> I I feel like uh, thank you, Nick, for that gesture. Thank you, Mike. The laughing I'll take, and also just the fist bumps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. America. That's right. Nick's holding up his hat. I'm just you know look at heart. I'm a soldier. No, I'm just kidding. I, it's just I, it's the it's the one I could come up with that just has the title of a holiday right in the in the name, and I don't know. It, I like that movie. Will Smith kills aliens. I mean, why not? It's a holiday tradition. We Jews watch it every Christmas. No, I made that part up. But Independence Day. That's my pick. Okay, Mike. That's we're off to a terrible start. Well, no, we're off. We're off to exactly the start we anticipated. Frankly, that 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 candor was go was that, that the concept of doing a holiday draft in December right. Right. would immediately be blown to smithereens. And that I, I'm fine with this. We all knew this was going to happen. Like no one. Yes. This is this was an anticipated beginning. I texted uh, it, Joe and I was like, "What are we drafting?" And he says, "Holiday movies." Oh, and I just is... smiled because I thought I'm gonna mess this up <laughs> this, is, this is the separate look alan do you feel off the hook now do you feel like like candor has taken all of your uh, glory away i feel i feel frankly disappointed in jason for not understanding the true nature of this draft <laughs> like we're drafting a december draft we should be drafting december holiday movies that should well be done. obvious to anyone come on well yes. done well done 
I'd like to point out that that's also just a solid movie. I picked a good movie. I just like to say it's not. I don't. I don't ridiculous. even think Independence Day is the best Fourth of July movie. I don't think. It's you know I thought about Born in the Fourth of July, but that's not really what it's about. It's kind of a bummer. You know. No, and I, mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have picked that one either. All right, with the uh, set, the uh, next person to pick will be Linda Holmes. Linda, this is so exciting. It is exciting uh, because I am, as we have established in past drafts, a rule follower. Yes. Uh, I like a rule. I like a. Uh, I like a straight down the middle pick. Okay. Uh, I am again trying to put together the assemblage of choices <laughs> that will actually be victorious sure. in a world in which all our picks fight each other. Right. Uh, thus, I am choosing. Uh, it's a wonderful life. I don't oh. care how many people. Well, look. You have to overlook the abject horror when they discover that Donna Reed works at the library. <laughs> that is a little, it's a little, it's, a, it's unkind to people yeah. who work in libraries. So she closing down the library. <laughs> um, but other than that, a great film about uh, helping your community, uh, hating extremely rich people. Sure. And um, and the importance of uh, of of never traveling, uh, which is a very good lesson for 2020. Don't travel. Stay home. Uh, all right. Listen, uh, uh, let me say this. I, I love that movie. I love that. I, I really do. It, it, it's a it's an adorable movie. It's very sweet. Uh, I watch it every year or, or most years. There, I, I have one big problem with it, though. When he is in the midst of his, um, uh, uh, you know, flash, flash sidewayses, and sure. he, he comes running into town and, and the town is completely different. It's become Pottersville. That town is so much more fun <laughs> to live in. That is a way better town. It, there's parties everywhere. The bar is packed. People are like boozing. They, someone gets into a fist fight with a cop in the, in the bar. And there's like there's like ladies out for a good time. There's like people are like rocking and rolling. And then he comes back and then in the end and it's back to, you know, sleepy little boring town. And I, I every year I'm like, I would kind of rather live in, in Pottersville. I know that it, there was crime and there was like all sorts of stuff, but well, no I, one had a house. No one had a house. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> everyone yeah. was under the thumb of the incredibly rich banker. That's true. The, the rich banker problem. That, that's a real problem. But the actual day to day life in Pottersville, I think, would be way more exciting and fun. But here so, was my yeah. here was my my issue with it. So we were meant to understand that Pottersville was this sort of Sodom and Gomorrah type town, right? Where just just terrible things were going on all the time and and it was under the dancing under the thumb. Dan yeah, like like dancing and music and like but it was supposed to be like this like oh just what just this is you know. But the library was still going and it stayed open late. I mean, she was that was pretty late to be closed. I mean, clearly there was still, you know, library use and all that. I I don't it feels to me like they might have misrepresented that town with the with the very small scenes driving life of the mind showed. yeah yeah i mean it, it seems like there was intellectual stuff going on you had a library going i mean i don't know <laughs> i think it just feels your one like... basis for whether it's a livable <laughs> town is whether the library's open yes well i mean like look if they had said she was you know like to me it feels like they should have said like she was the librarian but they shut it down because nobody you know cared about the library but no the library seemed to be doing just fine i don't know all right 
Anybody have good, any thoughts? It's a good pick. It's a good. It's pick. a great he, pick. It's, it's like, to me, yeah. it's the best one. It's, it's the an number excellent one. pick. Yeah. It's an excellent no, pick. this is this is one of I think. I mean, of course, I have a limited sample size, but <laughs> like a clear top of the draft kind of holiday movie to pick. This is you know this is like a Mookie Beth, Betts type of a pick. It's one of it's one of Ellen's top five holiday movies. <laughs> I have seen this movie and top find four it to be excellent. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's one of top yeah, four I'm already half. panicking. Uh, I know I'm not going to have anything in the third round or possibly the second. It's it's you're going to be fine. All right, it's it's look, I think it's a great pick. It's it is our favorite movie. We watch it every year. All right, with the uh, next pick. Uh, Start your booing, Alan Seppenwall. Hey, I haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> this <All right>. pick <laughs> sucks. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, f- we'll f- see how you feel about this after I say that with my first pick, I'm going to take Elf, the Will Ferrell movie, uh, where he plays he plays Buddy the Elf. Uh, it is not only my favorite Will Ferrell movie, it is just a holiday delight for all ages. It's bright, it's fun, It's it's got sort of the magic of the holiday. Uh, even as one that I myself do not celebrate. Um, and best of all, my stepbrother, Eric, or rather my brother-in-law, Eric, is like an extra in a scene. He was walking across the street making a cell phone call while Buddy was walking into the best coffee ever coffee shop. Oh. And so he pops up in the movie. And so my kids are always very excited every year to see their uncle Eric appear. So for Who that personal your... reason, but also because it's a really just tremendous movie with Farrell and Zoe Deschanel and James Caan and everybody else. I, I love it. It's a great pick. It's a good, it's, it's a good, it's a solid pick. It's uh, the Fernando Tatis of picks. <laughs> wow. Okay. Incredibly I, specific. Yeah. Well, just like think about like the joy that Fernando Tatis has for playing baseball. And I, and I feel like, this movie is so wonderful because it's one of the examples of like clown as innocent, the sort of like Shakespearean idea of what a what a clown is, is just perfect in this movie. I can't think of like many other modern films that show that sort of like innocent joy quite as well as this movie. It, it, it is the reason that I sometimes answer the phone with just what is your favorite color? No, I yes. like it. exactly right. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Ellen, by the way, uh, uh, just just you know that was that was pretty meaningful there. That whole clown and and you know let's yeah, Ellen, let's, you might want to watch it. You're you're getting a little it. you're getting a little too insightful for the draft. <laughs> you're getting this is this is getting to be all right with the uh, with I guess the fourth pick overall. Uh, it is Megan Amram gets the fourth pick overall, and. Uh, her pick, she did not send, um, she only sent one comment, which I hopefully we'll get to here in a little bit, I would imagine. Um, uh, but her, her first pick for favorite holiday movie is uh, The Last Temptation of Christ. So, uh, <laughs> so I, 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 God, I wish she was here. I just wish, I so wish she was here so she could explain uh that pick uh, but... explaining really no no it doesn't need explaining but <laughs> you know she would add herself, so much Joe. joy mm-hmm. to, to that pick yeah. all right for the season excellent uh. excellent pick all right with the next pick the fifth pick uh, mike desenzo mike what's up all right i'm gonna just go for it home alone you have to do it and wow. i did it so oh, you didn't even you didn't even wait you didn't even build it up or anything no i didn't because it's just i mean 
it's to me a perfect film certainly a perfect christmas movie it's got everything you need you know it's got the i mean all the the traps he sets like when i was a kid i was like praying to have someone intrude in my home so that i could uh, you know <laughs> fuck them up <laughs> in various ways what 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 would you have done exactly like like did you I, have like some things no, lying I around think, like... no i think the only thing i could feasibly do was the pouring ice water on the steps but i really <laughs> yeah. wanted to see you know a burglar you know slip and fall <laughs> but i, I, I do I, have some i do i did have one way that the movie could have been improved in a maybe made funnier not better but okay. i think the writers miss an opportunity at the end of the movie when kevin's mom comes back through the front door if her head got blowtorched because he left <laughs> one of his traps that would have been pretty funny yeah yeah a little a little blow torching of the mom would have definitely I, given that movie but i joy. think I, you know i think the heart was in the right place at, at the end there that would have been too silly but i that's, i just think it's a great movie and you know it's you know it's die hard for kids and it's paul blart for adults so that's my tag. <laughs> I, th I thought that was the tagline on it die hard for kids <laughs> paul blart for adults i thought that's what that was i, mike, I have a question alone? Go ahead, Jason. well i have a question do you have kids mike I do not. Okay, so here's the thing with Home Alone. <clears throat> I felt the same way you did, and then I had children, and now the movie is a completely different movie. It went from exactly the movie you described to now it's a horror film about child abuse and neglect. <laughs> so I just, you know, something to consider, that my, yeah, that's my, your choice. My buddy has a theory that the Harry and Marv are not real and in fact are figments of Kevin's imagination, that they're oh. a manifestation of his abandonment issues. And that's why he's tearing his house apart. It's, it's, he's so it's taking like out a all his frustrations. Meets, uh, it's really like a fight club situation. <laughs> There's that's some solid theories about that movie on the internet. One of them is that, uh, that Kevin's dad, Mr. McAllister, is a big wig in the Chicago mob, and that that's really what's going on. And Anyway, you can go down a real rabbit hole on the internet with that movie. The wow. fact that they're not real would explain why they do not die from exactly. things that would kill mm -hmm. anyone else. They don't even bleed, really. Yeah, they don't. No, yeah. no. They just they, get they do covered feel pain, with things. Though. They do feel pain. They yeah. definitely. Uh... Did Did you see all the um? Did you see all the people this week on the uh on the internet saying everyone just learned that. Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek is the mom from Home Alone. That was insane. <laughs> that was truly horrifying. Yeah. Horrified. Truly horrifying. How dare you? I rarely get into my full how dare you, but I had a <laughs> real full deep how dare you. When that we, will not be your last how dare you of this draft. Many many that. of the people on this uh, on this draft right now are, are roughly in a similar age range. And I'm sure uh, the first thing I thought of when I saw that was there was a joke that I remember a lot like 20 years ago which was people like kids on TV shows would go like, did you know Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings? <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. joke was very popular for like a five year span. And so now I was like, oh, this happening again. It's the same thing. It's just people yeah. who are young and don't know. I knew I was aging myself by being horrified, but I was horrified anyway. No, it's Sorry. horrifying. But, but it's sort of the same way that people were horrified when they had to explain that Mr. Coffee was actually joe dimaggio the baseball player that he actually <laughs> played ball before that all right with our next uh our next pick nick nick offerman with our next pick nick how are you <clears throat> i am good and how do you feel about uh, the draft so far I'm, how do you I'm feel muted. it's going 
Um, I feel good. I, I, uh, I had Independence Day on my... <laughs> and also, You're a wise man. So I've, I've started I, a trend. I love it. Any, <laughs> any remote relation to the zeitgeist that I can feel uh, is very bolstering. Um, and I'm, I'm tickled because we're getting late in the first round, but my, my pick is still available. I'm going to go with Wicker Man. Uh, <laughs> not not the Nicolas Cage uh, drop, but the original no. 1973 version with Edward uh. Woodward and uh, Christopher Lee. Um, you know what? What should, is what deserves more celebration than the harvest and the fertility <laughs> of our planet and our species? And is a human sacrifice too great a price to pay for that fertility? <laughs> Um, yeah, the we, holidays. The holidays. We, there for the holidays. Yeah, we eat of the fruit of the of Mother Nature of Gaia, and we uh, and we plants. We offer up the seeds of uh, of our brethren. Yeah, yeah. Let's, no, that's right. No, I, I, that, that, makes, that makes perfect sense to me, Mike. The only thing you blew here. Offerman is that you should have chosen the Nick Cage version. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there would be a Gaia reference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I look at Brandon frantically scribbling, crossing things out on his <laughs> list. Because he not only had the same choice, but had the exact same explanation for why he chose it. All right. Into the hat. We have three left. Next pick. Ellen Adair, Ellen, you're ready. We've we've chosen. We haven't chosen all five of your movies yet, have we? Oh no, thank God. And I I just I have to say I'm so grateful to be drafting with all of you weirdos today, um, because somehow like the Mike Trout of baseball movies has fallen to me, and that is a Christmas story. I'm taking a Christmas story. I just uh, I've seen it at least twice, so sure. that's. You know, obviously it means that I feel like I practically have it memorized, even though my memory is very poor. Yeah, I mean, so many of the classic things uh, from Christmas movies, I feel like, come from a Christmas story. And so I'm delighted to have gotten it this late in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. solid. Mike, solid. I have Mike. a uh, a confession to make, which is that I've never seen it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not, excuse me. Isn't that crazy? Wait, what? I've never. I've <laughs> literally never seen. How it. have you avoided it? How I don't know. Seriously, how have you avoided it? Do you I don't own know. A television. I, just, I own a television. <laughs> I own a VCR. Uh, I just for you don't somehow. Own a VCR. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I do. I only own a VCR. That's maybe the problem. No, I have. I've, I've gotten to uh, 45 years old. Uh, without ever seeing the movie. I don't know how. Everyone, everyone I grew up with that's seen it a million times and quoted from it all the time. And uh, and and it's a thing that people talk about in comedy writers rooms all the time. I, j I don't know how. And then at some point, like 10 years ago, it became like a thing in the way that some people have never seen Casablanca or whatever Red Moby Dick, where I was just like, now I'm never going to see it. I just can't. I can't. Mm -hmm. It's too late. I can't do it. And so I, I don't your streak. I don't know whether it's a good pick or not, because I've never seen the movie. <laughs> like, I'm I, 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 I haven't I've not seen it either. Really? Wow. So maybe it's a mic thing. Mm. Wow, Mike D, is this this is this a purposeful choice on your part? No, or? no, I've seen like I've seen bits and pieces. I know the moments. I know the clips. But I remember a thing with he's got a a, a, shot, a little pop gun or whatever, and I know that, that he <laughs> puts his tongue on a on a pole and whatever. But I I I don't know. I, I I don't know if I I don't even know if I've seen know. parts of it or whether I've just heard people talk about it so much that I yeah um, yeah. 
I wasn't sure whether to disclose that I had not seen Elf until earlier today, but now I Whoa. will. Because, you know. Wow. Interesting. Go ahead, did Alan. You, I'm sorry. Did oh. you see Elf just 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 for this draft earlier uh, today? No. Um, <laughs> uh, my employer, National Public Radio, asked me to host a virtual Zoom screening of a holiday movie for their virtual holiday party week. Wow. So I hosted wow. a Zoom <laughs> screening of elf what did you think it was great i enjoyed it very much <laughs> all right how have you not seen it before then like what is like see, see this is you had the question this is how it. i yeah. felt about what mike was saying I, I've, ne I've never seen it it's a wonderful life so i'll just confess really? that. wow Here, here's here's my suspicion though like mike you've never seen a christmas story i think that many of these are movies that if you saw them as a kid then you're able to return to that place when you see them as an adult but if you see them as an adult i'm not sure so like if you saw a christmas story i'm not sure that it would necessarily do it for you at 45 if you didn't have that connection well but, i didn't see it until i was an adult and i still found it to be sort of delightful but i i definitely sympathize with only sort of knowing a movie through cultural osmosis. That's how I know most things. I do have a question for the mics, which yeah. is both of them. Um, given that you're going on such an incredible streak of not having seen a Christmas story, what if you went to a relative's house? This is, of course, in the future, not in 2020. And they were playing a Christmas story. Like, what would you do? What lengths would you go to to make sure that you no longer had seen a Christmas story? I would, I guess, if they were watching it, I would, I would probably watch it at this point, and, and probably. <laughs> so you, enjoy you have it. no beef. You have no problem. No, I have no Mike beef. Is, I know Mike's avoiding. Look, I, it. I, Mike, I, Mike. I get that because I, I had movies like that too, where it was like I'd never seen um, Goodfellas until recently. I'd never seen. Back to the Future until a couple years ago, and wow. it becomes what? part of your yeah, it becomes part of your personality. A bit. <laughs> See, I don't, I, I just, I, I would be happy to watch it. I'm, I'll like, I, I, if it were playing, I would go, oh, good, I finally see this movie. I, I, there's no, I don't have any aversion to it. It's not. All right. I don't, I don't like the fact that I've never seen it. I just have never seen it. So. All right. All right. Well, look, I'm actually much more appalled that Jason Kander hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, that is, that's horrifying. You have children, for crying out loud. I mean, this is, you have to watch this not just once, but like every year you have to watch this. Yeah, I'll probably get around to it at some point. I don't know. I mean, he did choose Independence Day as his favorite holiday movie. Like, I'm, I don't know necessarily. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's because he hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life. All yeah, right. I don't think any aliens get killed in It's a Wonderful Life. There's no good shooting. Oh, you are my wrong. Knowledge. You oh. are so wrong. Well, see, about, you've changed yeah. my mind completely now. It's probably what I'm going to do after this. So thank you. All right. With the uh, next pick, we got Brandon McCarthy. Brandon, <clears throat> you have the uh, you know you have a pick. What do you think about how the draft's going? I haven't heard from you yet. Uh, I, there's a couple of thoughts. One, there's, I think enough people here that we can start to institute some sort of, uh, like promotion relegation to get into this in future years. Interesting. <laughs> it would probably cut down some of the mess. So I think everybody's performances need to be graded. I like, I like the promotion relegation. Idea. Two, with, with Jason being here now, I think this is the first time the podcast has actually contributed to like the death of a presidential campaign somewhere in the future. <laughs> So I hope that this isn't a future hurdle. That, that he has we, to we killed that long ago. That's we really it. did. We yeah, really man. That I, I've been on twice before. This this is over now. I mean, like, I may these, as well just enjoy it. These have a new it. level of stink. These these supersede all the. These really go over. Um, 
and mostly I'm really angry at Mike for taking my movie. I thought it was going to fall back to me. And so now this is just a pure spite, vengeful pick. Um, so I'm going to take Single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus. Oh! <laughs> Good stuff. Ah. I have never seen it. Uh, so you've never God. seen Single Santa with uh, Steve Gutenberg and uh, no, Crystal I don't Bernard. Know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know who any of the people who actually are who were in it. I just wow. Googled it. <laughs> He mentioned it a couple years ago, and I was like, well, wow. that's probably what he's going to take in that this one. That is so cold. I was definitely, I was like, oh, that'll go to the third round. I was going to take it, and that, you you got me. But you Post, have seen... Post-draft, we can trade pick, but that's it. <laughs> But Mike D., you have seen Single Santa meets... Of course. I think, to me, it's, and I probably said this in the past, that I think it's like the room of Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies. It is truly every acting decision... Every decision in the movie is unintentionally hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> and there's either a sequel or that is a sequel. There is there is a sequel, but it's not as unintentionally funny. It's more just yeah. kind of bad. Is Santa not single anymore? It's it's he's not single in the sequel. He's I think it's called Meet the Meet the Santas, which is Meet weird. The Santas, I think that's right. It's not their last name. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Claus's name, I don't think is Santa. Also, uh, wow. <laughs> I want to say that if if we do institute a promotion relegation uh, Premier League type situation, Brandon just got promoted by that. That was <laughs> that was what it, that was a, a true a true like it's a, a great true a, like a, a, a master stroke of of podcast drafting was wow. to choose a movie that he's never seen and doesn't know anything about just to spite someone else who knows is going to take it. Uh, I, ha- I feel like that you remembered it from that draft I mean, I, years ago. That's wild. That is, that's like a revenge is best served cold. That's amazing. Well true, done. True story. I watched that movie over a weekend uh, when I was awaiting and everything was fine. I was actually waiting medical test results and it was very very tense and i was sitting around with my parents at my parents house and my mom and i drank wine and had peppermint lattes and uh and and watched the uh like every hallmark movie that was on and that's when i first saw (laughs) single santa meets whatever it is and uh and meet the santas so i've I've uh, always had a fondness for those movies you you say first saw you have seen this more than once i don't think i have that one i don't think i have i've seen it probably about eight Ten times, sure. sure. Give me a yearly thing. That makes it even wow. better. Right. That on, makes right that on. makes Brandon's Truly, move even better. That's. It's, I, I have to say, I bow to you. That that is that is a, that is amazing. a professional athlete move right there. You know, he, Brandon, he did his scouting. That is that is wonderful. This is my. This, you've totally redeemed Duck Orange for me. This, this you are the you are the Leeds United of the 2020 podcast draft. All right, and with the final pick, see, I mean, look, it's weird how this keeps happening, but Mike Shore yeah. is 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 our is our final uh, pick. Mike, uh, well, I draft last every year, uh, totally coincidentally. It's so it's coincidental. I, look, you saw me draft. You saw me pull them from a hat. It's so weird. Um, the the good news is because this is the podcast holiday draft. Only like one or two actual good movies have been chosen uh, at the end of the round. Um, so uh, the world is my oyster. I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick Bad Santa, uh, which I'm sure was on the uh, list of many other people. Damn here. it! I, Brand, Brandon's uh, move has inspired me to now do do this out of spite. <laughs> but Bad Santa, uh, to my mind, the only actually funny holiday movie, uh, at least Christmas movie, like legitimately funny. There are movies that have jokes in them. Uh, that you can enjoy. Home Alone is like a, a certain kind of comedy enjoyment. 
But Bad Santa was such a revelation because it is actually like grown up style funny. It's what I th- believe that in his long and storied career, it's Billy Bob Thornton's best performance uh, in anything. <laughs> Lauren Graham, uh, you may know her from the recent Mike DeCenzo viral uh, Twitter, <laughs> uh, is also in it. She's wonderful. The kid is wonderful. The story is uh, delightful. Everything about that movie is awful and offensive and funny and great. Uh, and my wife and I saw it together. Um, and still, uh, the thing that we look forward to doing every holiday season, maybe more than anything else, is the time when we're flipping around channels and we see that Bad Santa is on and we'll watch it. <laughs> Wherever it is, we will watch it through the end. So that's my number one pick. Okay. The one comment that Megan uh, Amram sent in with her picks was, if you want to rile up Mike, you can ask him about the joke that I wrote for Bad Santa 2. <laughs> okay Go real ahead. quick real quick so megan uh, did was part of a punch-up room uh on bad santa 2 and she wrote a joke that appeared in the trailer for bad santa 2 and I, I i'm not kidding when i say that nothing that we talked about in the good place writers room got me angrier than this or was or was debated more than this the joke if i remember correctly is she wrote the joke down she, she, she okay go ahead go ahead and read it One time I ate so much turkey bacon, I didn't poop for two weeks for four weeks. You may remember that joke. I didn't. The kid says I didn't poop for two weeks for four weeks. And it's amazing. No, it's not. It's not amazing. Listen to me very carefully. We're all laughing, Mike. I don't care. Yes, this is this is this is what happens is everybody laughs because Megan is a genius and her ability to manipulate language in various ways, it will always make you laugh. But the joke makes no sense. Tell me what it means. I didn't poop for two weeks for four weeks doesn't mean anything. You're just saying you didn't poop for four weeks. Oh, it's it's so good. No, it's not. No, it isn't. Stop saying it's good. It, it's funny because like multiplication. Yes, I was about to say it could be eight weeks. Could be no, yeah, it's on no, either end no, of two weeks. No, who no, cares? No, it's got poop, a kid, and a, and an inability to tell time. What do you work in comedy or don't you? That's amazing. Listen, at listen to me. And, and at the end of the four weeks, he gave you two weeks worth of poop. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so no, weird. it's not amazing. It's not. No, it doesn't make Mike sense. Is, Mike is it right. Do, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make you, sense. You, you, the you're thing no you're talking enough. about is he. I didn't poop for two weeks for four two-week chunks. That would be eight weeks. <laughs> but I didn't poop for two weeks for four weeks. Doesn't mean anything. It, it's it's utterly meaningless. It's it, listen. It, Listen to Beautiful Mind. Let me explain this. <laughs> the only thing I know is that this Megan person is someone who I've never personally met and is not here. And the two times I've laughed the hardest since we started this Zoom call podcast have been stuff that she submitted to Joe. So this joke is definitely funny. Linda, you're with Listen. Mike. Yeah, she's she is uh, an absolute utter genius. But this joke makes no sense and is not. Thank funny. you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. It, it look nobody no one in the world i've worked with her for for almost a decade has more uh adoration for her brain and the way she writes and the and the and the the kinds of jokes she writes she writes jokes that no one else in the world can write but this joke isn't a joke it's just a collection of words that were smushed together that don't actually mean anything no nope, i got and you I, peppermint bark Thank you, buddy. If you should be angry about anything, it's the fact that this was in the trailer, but not the movie. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> Nick, right, I'll move on, but come on. Nick, I, I, I do want your final thought on, uh, is it funny or is it not funny? 
Well, I, I say it's a highly valuable uh, humorous tone poem. <laughs> <laughs> that's it no that's right yeah a highly valuable humorous tone poem. I, that's now what i want is. nick to review jokes yeah <laughs> <laughs> does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login <laughs> for the good stuff well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Yes, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of its 75th anniversary season. That's game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond, from iconic plays and arenas to the impact players have in the community. That's the NBA. That's game. Like in the NBA Finals when the Bucks had their backs against the wall. Drew Holiday steals the ball, pushes the break. Alley hooped to Giannis for an iconic slam. Seals game five and the eventual title. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game. Um, by the way, uh, now since I totally coincidentally draft last every year, why do we not snake this draft, especially with nine people? Why does it why does it go back to the beginning? That seems uh, brutally unfair to me. It does, but that's what we do. Sorry, that's, I mean, <laughs> no, nobody particularly. Look, I don't know how you end up getting last every time. I, I it's a perfectly legitimate pick from a hat system. Uh, I, I don't know how that happens, but. Uh, yeah, we're not going to wait like like forever to go back to Jason. I mean, this, this is it. We got to go right back to Jason. Sorry. This is it's look, it's like who is the commissioner of the podcast? Uh, Roger Goodell. Yeah. All right. How does the so, NFL? Does the NFL snake their draft? No. Uh, no, but all fantasy football drafts are snaked in general. Yeah. Look, but, you're right, though. Is- look, I'll, I'll appeal it to Goodell and he'll turn me down like he always does. And it'll be fine. <laughs> um, but also, it's fine to go back to Jason because he's just going to pick like deep impact or something. And then we can. <laughs> It's not going to take something that's not on my board. Well, that is true. Not, that's not a holiday movie. Gosh. Uh, look, I holiday, and This I think this one's a little more on point, but it's just, it's a great movie. It's a slightly different holiday, but um, I'm going planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, great okay. pick. Good pick. Uh, Solid. Wait, who I said mean, good pick? Wait, who said that? Me. Everyone. Everyone said good pick. It's not a good Christmas pick. movie. No, well, it's, it's a, a holiday, holiday movie. movie. First what of holiday? all, we can't just go Christmas movies. There's a couple of us on here who do Hanukkah and Christmas. So, I mean, you invited us here, Joe. I mean, don't be... It's I'm not a Hanukkah but, movie. I hate to break this down. No, it's a Thanksgiving know, movie. It's, it's a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie. movie. It's a Thanksgiving and that is movie. the holiday season. They're trying to get home for the... Ho- it's a John Candy movie. Come on. And Steve Martin, like, you're not going to deny me this. It's a great pick. Thank you very and much. It's unquestionably the best Thanksgiving movie that there is. 
Absolutely. I what's, agree. What's... Ellen really knows what she's talking about. I... <laughs> Is there a second place Thanksgiving movie? Yeah, I was going to say, what, what would mean, that be? Maybe not. I guess that's just proving my point. Well, we'll see if I get around to him, but I have a few nominees. You know, we'll see. see All right. I, I, I say it's best to just move on. Uh, Linda, you're, uh, you got the, uh, you're, next, you're next up on the board. Uh, well, I am going to pick the the movie that in my mind is the center of the uh, great debate of is it a Christmas movie? Isn't it a Christmas movie? It takes place at Christmas. You got Christmas decorations. You got Christmas songs. You have people going to Christmas parties. But is it a Christmas movie? I speak, of course, of the Sandra Bullock classic While You Were Sleeping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice fake out. Which takes well place over... Christmas, which is actually, this is if you're not familiar with it, the uh, Peter Gallagher falls on the train tracks and she saves him and he's in a coma and his family comes to the hospital and thinks she's the fiance and they wind up kind of adopting her over Christmas. Uh, you got her, uh, his family is played by a bunch of wonderful people. You got your Peter Boyle and uh, Glynis Johns and uh, and um, uh, Jack Warden. Right. Um, and uh, Christmas is actually pretty central to that movie. And they actually have a, a lot of wonderful family traditions. They have a big raucous family dinner. And it also has one of my favorite throwaway bits of physical comedy of all time, which is they kind of, uh, they have the, the, the events of the evening. And then when they go to the, uh, and now it's the next morning, they do kind of the scene setting thing. And you're on this little you know street with the kid coming up the sidewalk in the snowy terrain. Uh, throwing the newspapers to the houses on his paper route and he's coming up the sidewalk and the kid hurls the paper the newspaper and the action of the the momentum of throwing the paper he completely wipes out on the bike and they just leave it in uh, I have no idea whether it was intentional or uh, spontaneous and found but it is so random and funny and I giggle every time so uh, I am picking the great Christmas movie while you were sleeping. You know, I I think while you were sleeping has a much better uh, like claim on Christmas than than that other movie that we'll eventually get to. It mm -hmm. feels that feels Christmassy. Mike, what do you think? I've never seen it. <laughs> so you so you so you're all for it. So I'm all the, for it. Yeah, no, I think it's a great pick. <laughs> all right, Alan, you 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 got off to a roaring start with Elf. Where where are you now? What do you, what do you got uh, with your second pick? Before I make my pick, Joe, I just have a question because the, Linda sort of prompted this. In the emails to organize this draft, you did warn us there was going to be some kind of rule put in place to prevent anyone from picking the adventures of John McClane and I, Hans Gruber. I did say that. I don't believe it's a rule. I just believe it's going to be the disdain of, uh, of your two hosts. I think that's basically what it's going to be. Just going to okay. be, which let's face it. I mean, <laughs> you have that already. So, so frankly, if you're ready to go, you're ready to go. All right. So I'm not going to be taking Die Hard. Instead, I will be taking uh, the 1960 Academy Award for Best Picture, Billy Wilder's The Apartment, starring uh, yeah. Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. The bulk of the movie takes place between Christmas and New Year's. There are prominent scenes at the office Christmas party where Fran Kubelik finds out that she has been uh, she is not the first lover of uh, Fred McMurray. She is one in a series. She gets very depressed. This causes a lot of drama, often at holiday parties. Secrets come out. People say things and do things that they should not. Um, 
And then the movie climaxes with Fran running to CeCe Baxter's apartment on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve can be a very sad time to be lonely. She's worried he's going to do something bad to himself. It sounds as if he has just shot himself, but instead he has popped a champagne bottle. And the movie ends with the greatest last line of any movie ever made. And it is easily, I think, the best movie any of us has talked about yet and is 100% a holiday film. I am... I am very confused right now because <laughs> I I love both of Alan's first two picks and feel yes. like he might be winning this draft and I don't know what to do with that I I don't I don't know where to go with that uh, clearly Mike he's going to have a terrible third pick and wreck the whole thing but uh, what what is happening here is, it's is, unclear is, is, um, I, I would I would only say though that and I'm 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 almost alone in saying this amongst all human beings I know I've never been that big a fan of that movie I've never wow, seen Mike, I've never Mike. never seen in it what everybody else sees it I liked it I thought it was very good I thought the performances were good I don't see it as this kind of unimpeachable classic I didn't even offhand remember that that much of it it has to do with holidays because I've only seen it I think I've seen it maybe twice but uh, I, I'm I'm not disputing oh. its classic. Look, we've been through this with me talking about Bruce Springsteen, right? Like I, that's right. I'm not I'm not trying to impose my will on other people. I just that movie doesn't hit me in the place where it clearly hits a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else feel like The Apartment's not a great movie? Anybody else want to join Mike? I, I, I've never seen it, but now I don't have to because it was a very full book report from Alan. So thank you. <laughs> Damn it! I spoiled the apartment for Jason. I'm sorry. Jason, it's okay. have, you seen, have you seen a movie before 2014? I mean, like, is there like so far we have seen you have not seen the apartment and you've not Independence seen Day. Independence Life. Day was like '96 or something. So yeah, man. Probably, yeah. Independence Day is an oldie. <laughs> if Independence Day is an oldie, I, I think we know what we need to know right there. That's, <laughs> is, that, that is, is it shameful if I haven't even heard of the apartment? I haven't what? either. Yeah. Is this a popular culture thing that I should know of? Or? Yeah. A, yeah. No, it from really like, is. It's from 1960. It's Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. Whoa. It's like a considered like a, a, a classic of the genre yeah. being romantic comedies. Yes. Is it, is it a Mike Nichols film? Uh, Billy don't... Wilder. Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you. It's well, a it, yeah. It's a, it's. I mean, it's it's worth seeing in the way that like very good movies are worth seeing. But I, I, people like Alan. And and not and Alan's not alone. Alan is in the majority here. Like the majority of writers and 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 people who like movies will talk about the movie like it's a top ten all time classic. And I've never I've never felt that way personally. It's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. But um, yeah, you I, I I think you'd like it, Brandon. I think I think you'd you'd appreciate it. So, all right, let's go on. Uh, <laughs> one, Linda. No, I just Brandon's face was very funny. Uh, for the record, I don't I don't think Brandon knowing what we know about Brandon, I don't think Brandon would like it. Well, but there is there is that great power wash scene in it, don't forget. <laughs> yeah. That scene. Oh, it's crazy. Jack Lambert. TSO scored it. I'm in. TSO scored it. Exactly. Oh, all right. Megan uh, has the second, uh, her second pick. You will recall her first pick was The Last Temptation of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh she goes a little more, a little more uh I guess conventional. She chooses the 1954 uh, classic White Christmas with her with her second pick. So, again, wish you were here to to give us the full rundown on her views on White Christmas. Anybody have thoughts about White Christmas? I I mean I'm a big fan of Megan, especially 
uh, you guys know her joke from Bad Santa um, <laughs> and, and other writings. Um, but uh, I, her second pick makes me really anticipate her third pick because I think she's going for a counterpoint thing. <laughs> um, I'll just leave. Okay. Yeah, we can leave it. We can leave it at that. Is White Christmas? I know. I, I'm sure we discussed this on the music one, but I don't recall. Is White Christmas a good song? Dreaming lights, just like the ones I used to know. The tunes. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's it's looking like, around like you can't remember the song no, White I, Christmas. I, I, I'm pretty judge? sure it's canceled. I don't. I, I don't know why. I think <laughs> that's why we're all so canceled? nervous. I mean, I. I'm, I feel like I'm picking back. I'm piggybacking on the joke that Nick is alluding to coming, <laughs> so I don't want to overstep my bounds. But yeah, I, I feel like all of those songs are exactly the same amount of good. Like the, the you know, like all the Bing Crosby, Perry Cuomo, Perry Como, whatever. They're all like Perry they're Cuomo. all. Yeah, it's like Mario's uh, dad. I will say I think the I think it's the Drifters. Maybe the Drifters version of of White Christmas really good. Yeah. Is that the version that's in Home Alone? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that you just love Home Alone. I guess so. <laughs> I, I didn't even put that together, but well, because Mike Mike had a tweet about uh, the what was the which version of uh, of uh, the song that uh, where they were talking about uh, uh, what it's it, not. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Which was what was the one that Mike uh, tweeted out that because they talked about scary Christmas stories. That you want to come around the the campfire and oh, sing. Oh, uh, uh, most. What, what, which song was year? that, uh, Mike? The, you mean the the when when he inexplicably references the wrong holiday? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. It's it's an, it's most wonderful time of the year. We're all most wonderful sudden, time of the year. That's yeah, right. and all of a sudden, like two thirds of the way through, he talks about scary ghost stories. <laughs> like, well, that's not. I mean, and then all these people came back at me and were like, "No, that's because of Christmas Carol, and because there are." You know, it used to be a tradition in, in England that you tell scary ghost stories. I'm like, I don't care what they did in England in the 19th century. This is insane. He's like, he's talking about only Christmas things. And then he mentions scary ghost stories in the yeah. chorus. It's insane. The only logical explanation is that he forgot what so what holiday he was singing about. He sang that lyric, immediately realized he had made a mistake, and then quickly corrected and went back. And then they were like, do you want to re-record this with a different lyric that doesn't reference Halloween? And he was like, no, we're good. Just no one will care. <laughs> just, just leave it in. No one's going to notice. No, it. no one's going to notice. It'll be fine. No. Smithsonian did, uh, after you tweeted that out, somebody sent me, uh, Smithsonian did like a 10-page spread on how people used to tell scary stories at Christmas. I mean, also, Andy Williams was from Iowa. He wasn't from England. <laughs> Like I, they, no, I think it was absurd. in Iowa that's where it started. I I'm think sure, it yeah. Right. It was the, all these scary stories they tell. All right, Mike Desenzo, time for your second pick. All right, I hope I hope I don't end up with another spite pick on this because I know Ellen mentioned it earlier, but I have to. It was on my board. I have to go with Muppets Christmas Carol. <gasps> okay, oh. Muppets. I'm so oh. sorry. I it's it was my number two pick. I had to do it. I think it's the definitive version of the Christmas Carol, better than Dickens, and uh, I, so better than the book is what you're saying. Better yeah, than, I think. It, I, well, book. I think it improved upon the book. <laughs> I've read the book, and the book is good. It's it's fantastic, and obviously yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol wouldn't exist without the source material. But right. I do think it's just so great seeing Michael Caine interacting with Muppets. Sure, you've got Gonzo and Rizzo. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, the classic narrator duo. 
I, when I was in high school, I got, I think I got an A on a test about Christmas Carol. I hadn't read the book. I was only using my knowledge from Muppets Christmas Carol. So they, stay, wow. they stay pretty true to. It does stay true to the story. Yeah. It really does stay very true to the story. Ellen, do you have any thoughts you want to add? Because I, I, I know this is one of the five movies you've, you've seen. Yes. Well, it's one of the five movies I had seen up to 2010. Yes. No, right. I, I, I love this movie and I'm glad to imagine that you did not make reference to the uh, importance of Gonzo and Rizzo to the storytelling in the Dickens, I can only assume. <laughs> um, but I actually, I mean, I haven't seen this movie since I was a, a child. I remember I saw it when I was babysitting. So I was over at somebody else's house and the child that I was babysitting and I thought it was so funny, the scene where they pan across the busts of different sort of famous people in the schoolhouse and then the shot ends on Gonzo and Rizzo and we thought it was so funny that we <laughs> rewound it and watched it several times and laughed and laughed. This is the main thing that I remember from this movie. But I, 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 okay, I feel I less fun. bad about picking it then do you, do you feel like mike that if dickens had been aware of the muppets he would have written it differently uh that raises so many questions but <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, no i don't think he would have i think i think dickens was kind of you know i don't think stuck he in his ways i think he, so he, i don't he, think he, he would have let the muppets influence his writing but. all right <laughs> i hope he would have let them use it i hope he would have given them the rights sold them the rights <laughs> Mike, Home Alone and Muppet Christmas movies, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol are his first two picks. How do you feel about that? Do you does he, promotion or demotion? Where is he going? Oh, he's getting demoted. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's uh, he's drafting like he's eleven. Like that's that's he's the, like the, the the we are adults here at some level. Like the, the idea of what a good movie is has that you have to factor in your your adulthood into that decision making. So yeah. yeah. He's got one more pick left. Well, maybe he'll redeem himself. He he might he might still save himself. All right, Nick Offerman. Everybody loved Wicker Man as your first pick. It's time uh, for your second pick. Um, whoa did did I just uh, hear that we only get three picks in this draft? That's right. Yeah, yeah, three picks because uh, otherwise this thing would go on for six days for four weeks. We can do six. We just can't record them all, Nick. We'll hang out. I'm just going to, can I do two movies per pick? <laughs> sure you can, of course. Is it single Santa? No, you can do. Uh, Mrs. Claus and meet the Santas? After, the way we do this, Nick, is after the draft, you can you can draft what we call undrafted free agents. Yes, any undrafted movie, free any agents. Any movies that weren't picked can then be picked by you as a supplemental pick. Yes. Right. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I have two. Uh, I have two niche final drawers, um, and the first one I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle is, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna be selfish and take both of these, <laughs> but it's the um, it's the uh, the Bass Rankin uh, claymation. Uh, movies and the one I'll take is the year without a Santa Claus. Um, it, it's it marks the appearance of Heat Miser and Snow Miser, uh, and I for me um, as a kid uh, where we had uh, 
to hook up the mule to a roundabout <clears throat> to crank up the uh, antenna in order to receive entertainment at the holiday times. Sure. This, um, they're, they're, uh, you know, cartoon style claymation features were a huge treat in our household. <laughs> and, th and there's another one that goes with it, but I'm not. I'm going to wait. No, I'll take them. I'll take them both. The other one is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> uh, which features the appearance of the abominable snowman known colloquially as Bumble. Bumble. And Yukon Cornelius. These, I just was crazy. And Burl Ives uh, is, is the snowman. Um, to, for me, the, these fill me with, with nostalgia and warmth. And I'll sit down and watch those anytime. Well, Linda, first of all, you have to be quite upset having used uh, Heapmeister as your first pick, I believe, uh, in in the characters draft. So do you feel like that was just taken right from underneath you? No, I just feel like I, I support I support this pick completely. It's just a very, very good pick. Um, uh, the Heapmeister and the Snowmiser are probably the best vaudevillian climate <laughs> villains of the holiday season who, who, they are they really are i, uh, I think they're, they are. they're top they're top 50 yeah they're and they're 50. they're wonderful and and i i also agree about rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and yukon cornelius and the abominable snowman because of course when you were if you were young like uh, i was when i first saw those figuring out what abominable snowman meant yeah. was, you know, it took a while. That's probably how I learned the word abominable. Almost definitely. And look at us now we're readers. True. <laughs> I don't know how this is possible, but Roger Goodell just weighed in and said that it is perfectly legal for Nick to pick both of those movies. Really? Yeah. I, I thought for sure he was going to say no. On well, that. so I, I, I agree. I appealed. Uh, and it turns out he is the one who hears the appeal, and he again said, no, <laughs> it, it, it's fine for him to do it. That's so weird. So yeah. what you're saying is he just said he said good. He just said good. He just said, this, this is acceptable. This behavior. is acceptable, yeah. and Tom Brady, one more game suspension. Is that's that, right. Is that, that's, yeah. He has both of those. By the way, the best character in in Rudolph, I still think is the elf, right? The, the one that wants to be a dentist, isn't yeah. that the best? Yeah, Hermie, Hermie, Hermie seems to be the best. All right, Alan Seppenwall, you have thoughts. I know you have thoughts. No, you're on mute. You're, Mom, you, you're muted. You hear your thoughts. Damn it. Okay, <laughs> I, I applaud these picks, but at the same time, I have to take some offense to the fact that Mike and Joe are letting this pass, given the hard time, especially by Joe, I was given in the past when I took baseball bugs uh, in the best, like, sports movie characters draft. Because, like, these are television specials, and they are no yeah. more movies or no less movies than Baseball Bugs is. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I no, feel no. I'm owed a retroactive apology from you. No, you're, you're not going to get that if you're not Nick Offerman. I'm sorry. So thank thank you, though. Thank you for bringing not that only, up. Not only you're not getting an apology, you've just been relegated. <laughs> Wow. It's it's really rough because you're having a great draft. I mean, that Can't was a bad, that was though. a big mistake, Alan. Just for <laughs> for you to go out and challenge yeah. like that. And baseball bugs was still a horrendous, not fair pick. Uh, but we're moving on from that. Well, uh, and if they don't count as Christmas movies, then I hadn't actually seen five holiday movies by 2010. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was part of your holiday movie. So, yeah. uh, yes. Look, yes. it's it's plus you put them together. As Roger Goodell allows only Nick Offerman to do. Do you think anybody else, Roger Goodell, says that's okay? 
Uh, we'll find out if someone else tries it. That's I mean, let's see. You just it, it, it's the uh, Brandon once described it as the the random NFL punishment punishment <laughs> meter or whatever. It just it goes bloop 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 and it just spits he, out he a just random. Does this little <laughs> thing where he's like, okay, this and this. Yeah. So yeah, so hopefully somebody will uh, will take two so we can find out where Goodell stands on that. Ellen, uh, sorry, they're off the board, but it is your pick. Yes. So this is already getting difficult for me, but I'm very afraid of being relegated, having been briefly, maybe meaningful early in the podcast. And so I'm going to pivot for my second choice, of course, depending upon having a very, I think, strong, solid first pick for my team. Sure. Um, And I'm going to pick a film that I have not seen. But I feel like Brandon McCarthy might take it. And it seems to me, now that I'm figuring out the rules of this draft, that actually spite is uh, the most important thing. I mean, that is, of course, what the holidays are all about. Is Correct. Correct. So that's what we're doing. So in that case, just in case Brandon was going to take it, I am going to take the 2005 film Joyeux Noël. Uh, which is about the truce between the French and German armies in World War One, And I think that this also means that just in case, by Linda Holmes' theory, all of our picks are going to fight at the end, that my (laughs) picks will be victorious in that uh, particular scenario as well. How How many deep would we have had to go for Brandon McCarthy to have taken that pick. How many total movies have been made in the, in the history of, of uh, Western culture? I felt certain he was going to take it with his next pick. I mean, Brandon, feel free to contradict me. I didn't. I just Googled it. I have now learned that it is, in fact, a movie. Um, I'm very aware of the event, the event, and I celebrated having drafted both armies here before in this draft. But I did not know that they had made a movie out of this. So, no, you... you you, your spite has gone in the wrong direction. It's a wasted pick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. No, I think it's a good pick, though. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm sure. But then again, neither is Ellen. So I haven't seen it either, yes. Yeah. It's, it's all fine. All right, Brandon. Time for your second pick. Um, nobody has stolen one, so I don't have to spite anybody with a pick. Um, it, I don't even, these aren't, it's not even a classic movie. It's just a movie that I really enjoy around the holidays um, is The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. Okay. I don't particularly love Nicolas Cage, but I I like the movie and somehow him just kind of being Nicolas Cage in a Christmas movie amuses me. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much to this. I just really enjoy watching this movie around the holidays. Okay. I'm, I'm going to just say this, Brandon, because I need to say this up front. I, I really like that movie. Like I Great. really like I think it's really good. I, I think that that actually ended up being a really good pick for you. Uh Nicolas Cage is like the least interesting person in that movie, even though he's sort of the main character, I guess. But it also has uh T Leone, who's delightful in it, and uh and it has uh who plays the quote unquote angel. Don uh, Cheadle. Don Cheadle, who is just outstanding and excellent in every way so what is the premise of that movie he he's he see is he seeing his life if he died or did he actually no die? not if he died he's seeing his life if he had ended up with Tealione. Uh okay so he ends up like being like in a he begins up like being sort of a uh like working in a, in a tire place and he was and, like he's and he's like a fancy guy right, he's Am a I, big time money like guy. a high yeah. power like hedge fund director yeah. or something and now he's it's, just like a family man. yeah right it's 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 quite delightful. I, yeah. I'm going to just say that that you you lucked into a really good pick. Your promotion is virtually guaranteed 
can't believe well, we, Nicolas yeah. Cage missed, missed out just barely on the chance to be in this draft twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, you, I don't know how, you, how do you keep ending up last? I mean, it's, what it's is very weird? What is the luck? Um, I think uh, I, I think I need one classic. What you would think of as a classic on my team. So I'm going to choose uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the okay. actual animated uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah, right, Boris Karloff. So, right. Oh, so, Alan, Alan is going to have some thoughts on that. Well, right uh, I, it's a movie, and it, the reason it's a movie <laughs> is because you only watch it. You only watch it at a very specific time of year, and it's short. It's only half an hour long. But it makes the, anything a movie. No, it is. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with you? It is. It is. It's Don't question me. On Sorry. This. It no, it's just a movie. What a movie Pumpkin is? Charlie Brown is not a movie. I mean, uh, you only watch that at Halloween. No, that that is the mute them all. Joe, mute everybody. <laughs> I, uh, it, it is to me the best Christmas story. It's the, it's the, it's the Christmas story that to me is the most heartwarming and, uh, and, and sort of special and the Grinch's heart growing, uh, uh, multiple sizes when, uh, when he sees the who's all singing and the, the, the conversation he has with Cindy Lou who, and the throwing the, throwing the entire tree up the chimney and all that stuff. Like every, every one of those images is so indelible to me and. Uh, of all of those sort of classic, I, I love the the claymation Rudolph. I love all of those things, but to me, the one that I love the most is this one. So I'll take this as my second pick. All right. So I know everybody is going to just scream at you. Uh, so before we get to the screaming about whether or not Goodell should actually allow this pick, um, it's the best thing. It's the best like Christmas thing. Thank you. That's that. No, it, it just is. It, yeah. it should have been your first pick if you were going to do it that way because it is. It's very funny. It's 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 got a lot of heart. It's but it's got a and like it's perfectly narrated. Everything about it. Like what bothers me about it is that they keep trying to make it into something else. Like, yeah, they keep it shouldn't to be movies. anything else. Also, no. by the way, the underrated the song "You're a Mean One," Mr. Grinch is an incredible <laughs> song. That's just it's a, a great wonderful song. song. Yeah. Yes. You got the 39 and a half foot pole in in that song, which is just a delightful <laughs> his dog thing. is adorable. I everything everything about it is great. <laughs> Um, all right, Alan, do you want to yell at, at Mike for, for pretending this is a movie? No, I, again, Baseball Bugs is a movie. No, it's if not. Baseball Stop. Bugs Just, is a movie, then that's... all of these things are movie. I endorse no, this not. pick. I endorse Nick's pick. Everyone, follow your bliss. This is great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're totally going I mean, down. movie all is right. just short for a moving picture, right? Hmm. What what are you talking about, Mike? Stop! What is that? You're you're you are you're like that John Mulaney joke about the person who comes over and says after midnight, like, "Oh, that was yesterday." You're that person right there. I mean, Joe, right. is, isn't uh, everything really just a bite of some form, whether it's a quick bite or a medium bite or a big bite? Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of the 75th anniversary season. That's game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond. From iconic plays in arenas to the impact players have in communities, that's the NBA, that's game. It's like game five of the NBA Finals where I was lucky enough to be there. Bucks, Suns, in Milwaukee. I'm sitting kitty corner from Giannis Antetokounmpo as he rises up for that incredible alley-oop. Drew Holiday having stolen the ball from Devin Booker on the other side, found Giannis in transition. Incredible stuff. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game. Ready to take a trip? 
Hear about all the must-see places with Thrillist's new series, Get Out of Town, brought to you by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. Go from the East Coast to the West and everywhere in between, like the best spot to grab a drink on the San Antonio Riverwalk. There's a million reasons to get out of town. The only hard part is choosing where to go first. Listen to Get Out of Town with Thrillist everywhere you get podcasts. Brought to you by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. Jason, we're back to the top of the board here with your third and final pick. So make it a good one because uh, you're teetering, my friend. You are. You're You're. You're definitely – Mike Sure is going to be the one that's, you know, along with Goodell. Well, all three of us will get together to make these final – uh, promotion demotion de- decisions but uh you're close i'm just saying you're borderline right now well with armageddon basically taken off the board and <laughs> and on top of that uh you know look the, uh, my pick will be more conventional and yet controversial because this was not critically acclaimed but it is one of my favorite uh christmas time movies uh, scrooged Ah, Scrooged. No. Very good. Okay. Just, Go just ahead. a solid. I just, you know, it's just let Bill Murray cook. I mean, that's what that movie is. That's just like <laughs> put the camera on Bill Murray and let him cook. And I will watch Bill Murray cook for an hour and a half. And that's what that movie is. I have to say, this is incredibly disappointing because you started off so strong with Independence Day, and, <laughs> and then you made you made two very good choices after that. I assumed that you were about to pick Predator or something. Right. And that and then that was, was going to celebrate you uh, for blowing up the draft, but but planes, trains, and automobiles and Scrooge are just that Scrooge is my the fourth pick on my uh, draft board. Yeah, you, see, well, you know, but I will in my defense, it's it's the first actual December holiday movie that I chose. So I mean, you know, yeah, I just it was I, it was your number one. You, I just feel like you promised us something with Independence Day that you then didn't deliver. <laughs> Look, it was this, it was this, or Nobody's Fool, which is more of a Thanksgiving movie. Nobody's know. Fool is excellent. Such a excellent, good movie. such a good movie. Not yeah, you might yeah but we're not in the Jason Kander business to get good picks. That's my point. <laughs> That's we're, true. We're, that that, true. That, that, All right, look, problem. Groundhog Day. I was not going to do it, but I'll do it. I <laughs> no, changed it's too my late. pick. It's too late. Ground- no, it's too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Either way, I get a Bill Murray movie, so, you know, whatever. Let let Alan pick Groundhog Day when it comes to him. <laughs> Scrooge is uh Scrooge is funny. Scrooge is good. It's I, just I, a saw, I, and you know the 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 ghost of Christmas with the the bat, genuinely scary in that flick. I mean, I yeah. Thought, oh yeah. yeah. No, no, absolutely. All right, I I like the pick. All right, Linda. Uh, before we get to your second pick, uh, how's your dog? How's your dog doing? Oh, he's good. He's good. He's at daycare right now, hanging out with all the other dogs, uh, playing. He is, the, he is the king of daycare. Would you say? Would you he, not say? You know, he's the king of daycare. Uh, he has a lot of friends. Um, I can't personally go play with my friends right now, but he can go play with his <laughs> friends. And that brings me a lot of happiness. Uh, he's doing well. We were working this weekend on some uh, tricks for him, trying to get him to spin in a circle. Uh, sure. Because he's getting bored, you know, and I'm getting bored. So we're starting is, to, uh, yeah. What is the what is the circle thing meant to, to do? Why? Oh, why? it's just a trick. Yeah, I know, but why that trick? I mean, why not? Uh, because I have an app on my phone that lists fun tricks to teach your dog, and it listed spinning in a circle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting Aren't... pretty grim over here. I live by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I was happy, and I was with you until I heard about the dog trick app on your phone. Like, that's where it sort of started going going bad. Yeah, there. It's, it's pretty brutal over here. Yeah. 
All right, and it's time for your third pick. You seem to be in pretty decent shape. I mean, we'll we'll obviously get the final mm-hmm. results at the end, but you seem in pretty good shape. But but I think a solid third pick will help you here. Yeah. Um. So my my every year I put together a um a list of all of the holiday movies that are coming out on basic cable that year. Uh, identify them by which tropes that they follow, whether they have moppets <laughs> or. Uh, small businesses like the one with the Christmas hat store, the year round Christmas hat store. Uh, and um, and every year people ask me, Linda, what is the best one of these? Like, what is the actual unironically, not the not the ironically best Hallmark movie? What's the actual best Hallmark movie? Uh, and so I thought I would pick the actual best unironically best Hallmark movie. Okay. Um, but instead, I'm going to pick Halloween. <laughs> Yes. Now you're okay. making now you're making some sense. Yes. Okay. Well, all right. First of all, <laughs> what is the unironic best? Uh, uh... Uh, it's called the Nine Lives of Christmas. It stars Brandon Routh as a f- hot firefighter who rescues a cat, and sure. uh, then there's a lady that he meets, and she also has a cat, and they bond over their cats. Uh, and then Sounds uh, amazing. he's dating a model, but he breaks up with her. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, at the end, they kiss on top of his fire truck. True story. It's a good movie. It's a good one. It's a good one. But yet you're going to go with Halloween. But anyway. I'm going to go instead with Halloween, a truly still very terrifying movie that I that I not only think is a, a very satisfying, scary movie, but also, uh, you know, gave us Jamie Lee Curtis, who I adore, who I recently watched a, you know, a kind of a her wrapping up different roles from her career youtube video type thing right and it reminded me of how wonderful she is i watched knives out again again recently she's so wonderful and funny in that so she's great in that. um so halloween halloween is my pick by the way alan is about to tell you this but i've been telling alan for like three weeks he was not allowed to pick halloween <laughs> <laughs> I was Mike, never going to. Mike, how, how do you feel about the Halloween pick? Uh, I knew someone was going to do this. It's yeah. too, if you if you name the draft holiday drafts, there's no way to. If there were a movie called Thanksgiving, someone would pick the movie <laughs> Thanksgiving. But my real beef with it is that I don't like the movie Halloween. I think right. it's like fine. I think it's one of those horror movies that when it came out was was like truly scary and innovative and great. But if you watch it now, I'm kind of like, yeah. Did you I mean, babysit? Like Seventy of them. I did babysit. Did you, did you... Yeah, but I wasn't. A, I wasn't. To be fair, uh, I wasn't into horror movies. Like I, that wasn't. That's never been my genre of choice. So I didn't really. I, I don't. I don't um, watch them. Megan Amram, were she here, I'm sure could give you a, a a ten minute lecture on Halloween and why it's great or whatever. Because she's she's like an aficionado of horror movies. I never really cared about them. I thought maybe it was scarier to me because I babysat. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Come on. You know, Ellen uh, was in a uh, Halloween uh, slasher movie called Trick. Has anybody seen Trick yet? You guys might check it out, Ellen, right? It's perfect for watching around Christmas time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there, it's, it, I mean, I, the, the best review that I saw on it was that uh, uh, blood per quotient. Like, it was like it was basically giving it, like, a very high marks on, on blood per, per moment in the scene. So Great. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment, yeah. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> All right, Alan. Uh, you've been very conventional up to now. What what are you what are you going to do to ruin all this in the third pick? You you sound almost disappointed that I no gone no. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in Candor. <laughs> I'm frankly disappointed in Brandon. Like I'm disappointed in all of you. I was I I, I was I came into this thinking like this is going to be 
a true disaster. And so far, it's been kind of conventional. I'm still waiting for someone to do something truly insane. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. I was <laughs> I was going to go with something normal, but you know what? I can be baited, and I have just been baited. You've been baited. I'm going to take every Christmas episode of The West Wing. <laughs> every Christmas episode of The West Wing. If... If how the Grinch stole Christmas qualifies, if you know the year without Santa Claus qualifies, every Christmas episode of The West Wing absolutely qualifies. It won a ton of Emmys for the late great John Spencer, for Richard Schiff, for Bradley Whitford, for everyone. Those are all those are that show at its absolute best every year. Sort this is why we do this. Friends. This is why we have this draft every year. This moment right here. <laughs> it seems a little. That seems a little far. Yeah. What? Yeah. Even for me. I mean, <laughs> every I Christmas episode. That. Do we need a ruling on whether or not? I just don't think you can start any pick with every. You're new. What about when we had <laughs> Jeff Gar? What about when we had Jeff Garland on here to do the office uh, supplies draft, and his first pick was paper. And yeah. he thought all things made of paper he then had for the rest of time. I love yeah. this pick, Alan. This is great. You, you've done, you've, you've, you've saved the draft with this. I mean, that is, that is truly bananas what you just did. That goes far above and beyond what I even could have possibly imagined. It's not just one episode of a TV show. It's multiple episodes of a TV show that you've bundled together and are pretending is a movie. <laughs> Look, look, if Nick was able to take two different no, specials and no. treat them as a movie, I I don't see why I can't do the same. What is Goodell going to say? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I just emailed him. We'll find out. I'll, I'll get yeah. back to you. Let's I like out. to think of the, the West Wing Christmas episodes as a four-hour movie. <laughs> is, is, uh. is one of the Christmas episodes the one that ends with, that was a very nice thing you did for me? Is that a Christmas yes. episode? Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's I mean, Bartlett for America. That Bartlett for America. Yeah, that that is an excellent television episode <laughs> <laughs> says the man who took how the grinch stole christmas which airs yeah which but debuted they on made movies there's not a there's not a television. series there's not a series of the grinch advent of the grinch and other aspects of his life you know you know there's not an episode where the grinch like uh you know meets up with his buddies and has a goes on a first date and whatever like, like, mike you can't ask for this and then object to it no, listen i'm not objecting i'm not objecting i love it i love that it i love that it happened i'm fully in support of it it's also bananas linda linda where, where you stand on this well i mean uh this is what happens when you encourage lawlessness um <laughs> which you have all done uh, yeah. I think that, um, I think that clearly this is not a movie, but clearly several other things aren't movies either. So nothing means anything. <laughs> it's 2020 and all bets are off. And nothing for a rule follower anything. like me, it's just really, really disconcerting. Okay. So yeah. Goodell, Goodell just got back to me. It's an interesting ruling. He's allowing it. And also, Alan is suspended for two years. <laughs> so, wow. I, yeah, I had a good run. You yeah, guys take care of yourselves. That's crazy. Yeah, he two said years. it's, it's legal a... and he's allowing it, Although, but Alan is banned from the league. It's Josh Gordon, but like twice as extreme. Wow, two years. That's that just, does that's just seem, what that, that guy seems, does, you know? That's, yeah. Uh, look, he, it's, his word is law. I mean, that just, let's just be honest. I mean, that, that, not like we can do anything about it. All right, Megan uh, Amram with our next pick. Uh, she's <laughs> this. This will not be surprising to any of you. 
she sent uh, seven picks in. Uh, not one of them has been taken by anybody else. Not a single one has been taken, even though most of these would be considered generally Christmas movies. But I do believe that based on what has been happening here, she would want me to go with this pick. She is choosing The Prince of Egypt, the movie about Passover. So she yes. is she is yes. choosing The Prince of Egypt as a Passover movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there is not really a good Hanukkah movie out there. Um, so there you go. Although, I mean, like like Alan would have chosen like like the the Hanukkah song, like he, that would have been his pick, like for the best movie. Uh, so there you go. We well, got eight crazy nights. Adam Sandler's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, animated, that's the one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one. So, um, oh yeah, I guess that is a movie, yeah. sort of, kind of, not really. I don't know. Never uh, saw. It. All right, Prince of Egypt goes. So with our next pick, back to you, Mike Desenzo. Madness well, surrounding you, Mike. That's that's how I like it. You know, I was going to take Single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus with my third pick, but Brandon <laughs> took it that from one. You, stole it from you. I was like, oh, should I do another <laughs> Hallmark movie, an ABC Family Christmas movie? There's Holiday sure. in Handcuffs, Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez. Great movie. Mm. But you know what? I'm a completist <laughs> at heart, so I'm yeah. going to grab Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's everything that Home Alone is. It's not as good, but it's in New York. It's I love New York. I love just seeing yeah. footage of New York. Sure. I think that's so, you know, you got the 30 Rock Tree. I mean, it's, it's a yep, great Donald movie. Trump, sure. Yeah. Tim Curry is great. Yeah. Mm. Um, that lady with all the pigeons flying around pigeon her. Pigeon lady, you know. Sure. <laughs> she's not quite old man Marley, but, you know, she, she works. Right. And then you've got Kevin's impeccable rewinding and fast forwarding skills at play ah, really quite true. impressive in this film <laughs> uh i don't know it's it's wacky hijinks in a in a new york abandoned apartment and was i think there was there ever a moment obviously i know the answer to this is no but was there ever a moment where that movie was you know they were thinking about you know making that movie and somebody said we think it's too ridiculous that this happened a second time. Like, do we all feel like this is, did that even come up in, in the conversation? Yeah, they didn't care. I mean, (laughs) there's two problems with this pick, in my opinion. Number one, the movie itself stinks. That would be one problem with it. And number two is that the only way that that movie should end is with the parents being uh, sent to prison and child protective (laughs) services, taking all of their children away from them because there's no, you can, you can, theoretically understand what's happening once but the second time it's like this isn't an accident you're <laughs> abandoning this child intentionally you want to get rid of this child like it's it's you can't watch that movie with any sense of comfort or uh or calmness because it's very very clear that those parents are sociopaths who want their child to die even yeah. on, and you know even after they reunite back in new york they let him wander off again at the that's end of right. the movie too. That's right. To give that's your. That's to, the clue. Uh, like if you're the detective on the case, you're like, okay, so you left him alone <laughs> once in his house, and he survived, almost died a hundred times. You left him alone again in New York City. In New York uh, City. And then, and then when you came back, you were having a party, and you looked up, and he was gone again. You let him walk out <laughs> of the hotel and into Central Park by himself, where he talked to a a, a woman with birds all over her. For a for a very long period of time, like that. At that point, the cops show up and they take the kid away and they yeah. and they send oh, the yeah. parents to prison. 
I well, think there yeah. has to be a citation as well from the law enforcement about how they really did the same thing beat by beat as well. It's like <laughs> like exactly the same scene. Yes, that you did last Christmas you did again this Christmas. That's right. Yeah, it's a, that's they, right. storytelling they, was identical. They, they tried their plan once and and they were thwarted, <laughs> and so they were like, "We're gonna." It was a good plan. Let's try it it's a good again. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they were like, come on, what are the odds that he's going to be able to fight off two burglars? It's not going to happen again. They're getting him the this o- time. The right? only thing missing is is uh, uh, that the police would find a recording, a phone recording of them calling the wet bandits and tipping them off where, where Kevin is the second time. Like, that's the thing. you don't, They cut that out of the movie, but they definitely called them and were like, you know that kid you tried to murder? He's back. He's he's, lo- back. he's local. He's here. Here's where he is. Come get him. He's local. He's local. He's, yeah. he's you don't even have to get on a plane. You don't have to he's go right to Chicago. There. He's here in in New York City. Go get him. Well, they definitely do some damage to Kevin to the point where you can make the argument that the Good Son is the true sequel of those movies. I don't know if you ever saw that, but he's a bit of a sociopath by that movie. And I, uh, I agree with you. Wouldn't you be like if you if you grew up? Oh like, yeah. There, there should be a whole movie where Kevin is a, an adult in therapy and he's been unable to have meaningful relationships with other people. And the therapist is like, well, your parents tried to kill you multiple times. Like, this is this is you're going to have to fight through this. Like, this is the your burden in life. Yeah, He's like, yeah. I just I seem to have trouble committing to a relationship. I just feel like people might leave. And you know, like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah. 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 It's, they're it also, bad people. It Maybe also it's tracks... because you booby trap your apartment. <laughs> I think is it is it. Is it a logical genesis for like the Saw movies? Is he the? There you go. There you go. Yes. No, it it, it makes perfect sense that he should be in every. All right. Uh, Nick Offerman, time for your third pick or third and fourth, fifth, as many as you want. I'm happy to to keep it to my third. Um, And Alan, I I won't thank you for your earlier endorsement. I will rescind. (laughs) Um, Wow. Now I was taking a turn for my third pick. I was going to take every Charlie Brown television special, uh, whether holiday themed or not, or just grace for your life, Charlie Brown. Do it. Particularly because um, of, of the star, the greatest star of all of those programs, which is the Vince Guaraldi trio. um, Yeah. Yes. Which is, has given me, you know, what is still the first Christmas album that we reach for. But since Alan sort of has taken this competition off the rails, he has <laughs> he has jumped the shark in his inimitable way. Um, I'm going to offer as my third pick the YouTube video uh, <laughs> NASCAR America Start Your Engines. Featuring Nick Offerman. <laughs> I love that you had to look at your notes for that. <laughs> had to look, look it up. He had to look down. He was like, okay, let me get this right. Uh, well, it's a long title. Um, it's, uh, that ends in your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's very patriotic. Uh, it's I, I can say with confidence that it is extremely American. Yeah. Uh, and and there you have it. What what is the basic plot of America Start Your Ensigns featuring Nick Offerman? Um, well, thank you for asking, Joe. It's a, <laughs> a, a mostly sort of spoken sort of country rap 
song about all the glorious things that you can do around the activity of NASCAR racing, which is people driving cars really fast <laughs> in a uh, in an oval in an shape. Oval shape, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, th there's there's talk of barbecue and uh, and RV camping, tailgating, things like that. This 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 I got to be honest. This just this adds up for me, Mike. I mean, this I mean, feels, it, it sounds like a movie. <laughs> it feels feels like a movie. It feels I mean, holidayish. It feels both wow. of the things that we ask people to do. Which holiday is it? <laughs> J Jason, your opinion is not welcome. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I, I mean, I it's know. the same. It's the same holiday that your first big Independence Day. <laughs> That's was, what I so thought, yes. but yeah. I wasn't sure because I have not yet seen. It. I will obviously watch it immediately after this, but it I. Just, it crosses over to all holidays. Yeah, I've got to feel. I mean, I, I think um, it it could be said it's it celebrates America Day. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> President's Day then. It's I President's mean, Day. It's President's Day. It's America Day every it's day. Holiday. It celebrates every day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> solid pick. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Great pick. Great job. Um. All right, Alan. Uh, See, Alan, you didn't even have to see movies in order to be in this draft. Um, it's time for your third pick, Alan. What do you got? Yeah, I, I really don't know what to take because I had so many things that I thought I'm going to wait and, and maybe they'll still be around in the third round. You know, <laughs> that, but also, that's, that is always the first mistake in this draft. And, yeah, and they're, yeah, and they're, yeah, and they're all around <laughs> still. And in fact, one that I did not think would make it to the third round. Uh, and so... I'm going to go ahead and take, even at the risk, knowing that I might be relegated, I'm going to take The Nightmare Before Christmas because mm -hmm. it involves two holidays. So it, we, I don't feel like we have to go to the commissioner on whether or not this is an acceptable pick, but I will get two holidays out of one pick. So hopefully that will make my team a little stronger. I think it's a solid, very solid pick. I mean, it, it has, was on Megan's board. It has the na it has the word Christmas in the title. I think you're. Yeah, on, no, you're, we, don't you're, you're, no, no, we don't have to go but to Cadell. No, no, we're good. We don't have to go. But I get Halloween as like a bonus. Like a bonus. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an extra. It's like a, it's like an extra little thing that you that you did. Mike, did you go to Goodell on Nick's uh, on Nick's America Day uh, pick? Yeah, he's fine with it. No, no, <laughs> no problem. That's what I thought, and yep. no, and no issues whatsoever. No. Did he? But I did he? You sent me a text. Saying that he did add on one more year to the suspension of Alan. Sandoval. Alan is now three right is that? out for three years. Yeah, three years. My gosh, it's it's he's rough on you, Alan. I, I I'm going to come back in the greatest shape of my life. You guys will not be prepared for me in 2024. <laughs> All right, Brandon, it is time for your third and final pick. Okay, I can't believe we've gone this long and nobody has taken this. I mean, I think it's it's a pretty obvious choice, like um, featuring. One of the preeminent stars of the 80s and 90s. It's part of the series. I mean, chock full of action. Everybody <laughs> debates this constantly. I don't. I don't know why it's a debate, but uh, it's definitely a Christmas movie, and that's Batman Returns. So, <laughs> uh, I just want to thank Brandon for the fact that we made exactly the same joke about Batman <laughs> Returns and it while you were sleeping. Both times. Very it good. Both very times. good. Very good. All right, give us. Yeah, that was on mine too. That's a solid one. That's good. It's a really good, thinking. really good Christmas film, and it's more Tim Burton just totally getting the entire meaning of Christmas. 
I was afraid you were going to take gremlins, which I which I nearly took. And having tried so hard to snipe you in the previous round, if I had just pivoted at the last time and not sniped you this time, it would have been truly devastating to me. So thank you, Brandon. <laughs> I've never my, seen gremlins either. I don't. I was going to take gremlins until Mike goaded me into a different direction. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. I mean, think about how much better every West Wing Christmas episode is <laughs> as a picnic. As gremlins. a movie, it's Gremlins so is just movie. like a holiday movie. Yeah, great. And gremlins. We all love Gremlins. Every West Wing Christmas episode is incredible. It's one of the most incredible things that's ever happened on this podcast, it really, it dating really back is. to 1973. All right, Brandon, uh, you, you did mention that, that you felt like Batman Returns kind of gets at the heart of what Christmas means. What, what, what does Christmas mean through the Batman Returns lens? Uh, I think beating people up who live in the sewers. Sure. Generally. <laughs> um, and, it's a reason uh, for the season. <laughs> finding love with someone who wears latex. Mm-hmm. And, sure. Sure. Outside of that, I, I, I don't think there's much else. <laughs> no, that's all. That's, that's pretty much. It's pretty much all you need. All right. Mental excellent. That's a little mental <laughs> illness in there. A little bit of that. Sure. All right, Mike. Uh, you, you get to bring us home with your third and final pick here. I'm just trying to figure out how exactly to troll people because I could now take Die Hard because you all did the joke <laughs> of how you were, it seemed like you were going to take it and you didn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that because of that stupid internet debate, we should leave Die Hard alone and put it nah, aside but, and yeah, just so say like, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, it, it, I, who cares? Who cares uh, about the debate? And so let's just put Die Hard in its own category. And I think that the way that I've decided to actually troll, um, to, to most effectively troll the rest of you is to pick Groundhog Day with my, with my third pick. I think that's my move. I'll pick Groundhog Day. Uh, it's obviously a holiday movie. It's named after a holiday. Uh, it's obviously a classic movie. One of the greatest, in my mind, one of the greatest comedies of all time. Uh, and also I'm picking last, so there's nothing anyone can do about it. <laughs> so, can, I mean, can I just say, I don't think you... Just troll this. I think you just won. I think it's Thank over. You. I mean, it's a walk off like Groundhog Days. Yeah, yeah. Alan was too scared to pick it because he picked Phil for the uh, for the uh, holiday characters draft, and we made such fun of him, and uh, and so everyone was shying away from it, and so now here, here I go. I'm the last person to pick. There's nobody left after me. It's I'll a lesson it. to all of us, really. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so so I. I, it really, I, it sort of bumps me out a little bit that nobody took Die Hard because uh, I just felt like that would it would have just brought so much, so much joy. I, I will tell you, my daughter, it is my daughter, uh, oldest daughter's favorite or second favorite movie. I can't remember. Uh, she she's she's had seen a couple of movies since then that might have taken over, but it's like right up there in her favorite movies. Die Hard or Groundhog? <laughs> I was gonna Die, ask. Die Hard. Die, Die, Die Hard. Hard. Okay. Oh wow. Likes, yeah, she loves Die Hard. Just loves it. Has like Die Hard T-shirts. She loves Die Hard, and she wanted us to watch Die Hard at Thanksgiving, uh, and we said no. It's 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 not a Thanksgiving movie. It's she wrote a two-page paper explaining why Die Hard is a Thanksgiving movie, uh, which I think was absolutely delightful. And uh, and so uh, so I now think of it as a Thanksgiving movie. What is her central thesis as to why? <laughs> It's about gratitude. It's all about gratitude. That mm. the movie is is all about you know the the gratitude that that you feel to uh, to be alive uh, despite uh, the great odds against you and uh, the gratitude you feel for uh, 
for family. It's about family. That was the other the other thing that she said. It's about you know trying to save your wife from from uh, uh, psychotic uh, killers. And uh, <laughs> right. it's like yeah. it's a it's a full thing. It's I think a it's full, more it's like Die thing. Hard Two is a Thanksgiving movie because that one's about circling the airport for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that, that is very true. Okay, that so listen, um, you know. We were talking about promotion relegation because there's so many people on this draft. And I, yeah, as, as we've gone along, I've been crunching the numbers. Yeah. Uh, and I have the results if people want to okay. hear it. Yes. Yeah. We want to hear. We okay. Hear so, what got so, so uh, after uh, all the picks are in, uh, unfortunately, we've all been relegated. Uh, Jason, Jason was relegated for Independence Day, Linda for uh, Halloween. Uh, Alan for obviously every Western Christmas episode ever, <laughs> Megan for obvious reasons, uh, Desenzo for Home Alone 2, Nick for his NASCAR video, Ellen for only having seen four and a half movies to begin with and choosing movies she'd never seen before, Brandon for obvious reasons, but most specifically for taking single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus when only out of spite, and then me for Groundhog Day. So we've all been relegated. So there will be no Premier League next year. It'll only be uh, uh, what do you want? League One. Well, we were champions. First of all, yeah. First of all, we were not in the Premier League. Uh, you certainly didn't think <laughs> no. that this was Premier League level. No, good call. We both, we're in like the third league now. We're in the. I believe the that Allen though was was relegated to the conference based on uh, based on his. Allen's Allen's uh, franchise might have just folded. <laughs> <laughs> They might have just shut. It's just an empty. It's an empty stadium now, and the and the owners are in bankruptcy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right, though. So I think next year's uh, draft will be. Uh, will just be at a lower level, you know. But I mean, how much lower of a level can we go, really, than than this at this point? So, uh, you know what, guys? Thank you. This has been uh, a thing, and. Uh, <laughs> fewer people we used to do a one last meaningless thing uh for everybody but we certainly don't have time for that but mike do you have a one last meaningless well, thing? I, I was actually gonna nominate alan uh given the fact that he had he had the number one moment of the draft by choosing every west wing episode i think alan should should deliver if he if you can think if of you it. have one alan do if you, you have, have one last meaningless thing, thing in your mind? i don't know that i necessarily have one last meaningless thing i will say though i take enormous pleasure from the fact that i have sort of infected the rest of of the podcast holiday draft with this stupid thing I did, yeah. you know, three years ago or whenever that was. And now it's just, everyone's doing it. And so <laughs> Mike, you took, you taking groundhog day means that I never need to do this again because I've already achieved my purpose. <laughs> you have. Yeah. Part of the podcast <laughs> well, draft. Well, I do. I have a one last meaning. This thing directly related to Alan, which is Alan, how, how are you handling it? That Mike and I, uh, have to now find ourselves liking, uh, or tolerating Derek Jeter uh, since he hired Kim Ang. Uh, and uh, now that was the best podcast episode I ever listened to. <laughs> you guys <laughs> singing Jeter's praises. It made me so happy. The only thing I'll add to this before we leave, mercifully, after only two hours, is that um, <laughs> this used to be about uh, about wh what Alan was going to do to make us all furious. And, and I, I really want to also celebrate Brandon 
for yes. adding adding pure spite to the recipe because I, I really feel like that's going to serve us well in the future because now going into it now it becomes a different thing right now it becomes we, we are on the attack from minute one uh, against each other and now we're all going to go back and listen to old things that people have said and try to anticipate what other people are going to do so that we can do it first and i i really that is if what is more the spirit of Christmas than that? Really? That was my I, favorite pick in this draft. That, that was, was wonderful. My favorite pick in this truly draft wonderful. was single Santa. Fra like Fra frantic frantically looking it up on his computer to even yeah. remember what it's called. I mean <laughs> Brandon scouting the draft in the first uh, place is just is just joyous in just every that, way. Just that like just that preempt amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> I had never heard of the movie that Brandon picked, and I actually thought it was an adult film. So. <laughs> there, there's a chance there is all right mike what what, what do you think this is it we, we fantastic it. We thank you all for joining us truly truly dumb a true waste of time uh which is the point so thank you all for joining us that's uh, awesome thank you all mike as always thank you thanks for having me does this sound familiar You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login <laughs> for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Yes, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.